When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This one's going back and that one is gone. Contreras will touch them all. A screamer into the bleachers in left center. And the Cubs have opened up a 5-0 lead. It's this a long way. Deep to left center field, approaching the wall, and off that wall, and that's gone. Ryan Reynolds clears the deck with a cannonball and puts the anchor down and gives the Pirates a 2-0 lead with his 13th home run. Oh, look at here. Brian Reynolds. Get out of here. Go, baby. To have his second home run of the game, and that's a no-doubter. Hits the facade of the second deck. We talk about clearing the deck. Fly ball, left center field. Hernandez back to the wall. It's a three-homer game for Brian Reynolds. Three home runs. 15 on the year. Have yourself a game. Have yourself a day, Brian Reynolds. Welcome on in. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you today on a Thursday. we got some great guests coming up. Talk a lot of NBA as free agency begins this evening. Vaughn Dizel, NBC Sports, is going to join us uh, at 1020 Eastern. Dan Vesper's Fantasy NBA Today podcast joins us in the 11 a.m. Eastern hour. We already got some movement. We'll get to that. But the home runs yesterday, the baseball yesterday, was was certainly interesting. Uh, Contreras home run prop hit for Jake Hassan. And then... Brian Reynolds, three home runs yesterday. The Pirates center fielder uh, who could be traded to the trade deadline, could be a, a long-term piece for the Pirates, but three home runs. We always talk about those those two home run shots or, you know, going long, you know, trying to hit something crazy on a prop. I mean, three home runs is a rare feat. Brian Reynolds came in today with 12, ends with 15. He has himself a day yesterday for the Pirates uh, against the Nats. And, um, and then, Joe, yesterday in, in baseball, Paul's Royals not dead in Survivor. They get a win over the Rangers yesterday. <laughs> see that? Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to make for a good Sunday. It's probably going to come down to Sunday for you, right? Who do you have next, Kate, with Casey? They have – some reason I want to say the Nats. It's not the Nats. Um, I want the Nats. Well, otherwise – yeah, it's one of those bums. Otherwise, you Tigers. Not taken Tigers. Tigers, yeah. Ooh. Okay. How about Detroit? Big uh, plus money win, plus 175 last night at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Boy, the Giants can't get it together. You know, on Reynolds, I know Paul was bringing up the point about home run chase. We were talking about that earlier on in the week. And I started thinking about it. Obviously, you think about it when three home runs are in your face. But – if you look at some of the projections, the the sites that do these daily projections that go in deep on the analytics, Brian Reynolds is up there every day. 
they think he's going to hit a home run on most days, or mm-hmm. he's up there with with the big time home run hitters that you normally think of, even up there like with Judge and guys like that. So the metrics love this dude, and I mean, if you can hit three in one day. We don't want to overreact too much, but you can obviously go on a tear over the course of a month. And it's still 500 to one now for home run leader for Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And that had me thinking. It is an interesting number. Um, I'm looking at some of the numbers you you brought up, um, kind of the metrics on him. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is points to him being a really good player. I mean, his hard hit percentage is up there. I mean, he's he's good. Mm And and he could be the best player trade at the deadline. We mentioned Contreras with the home run, probably the best player yeah. or best hitter at the deadline that moves. It could be sure. Reynolds. I, I'm not sure if the Pirates are going to move him or not because he still has three years left, and they could turn a corner here in the next couple of years. But they could also cash him in right now and say, "Hey, you're probably going to be around 30 when we're good. Let's go get a haul for you right now." So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think that's really fascinating with teams like Pittsburgh. So you have so much talent that you have under control for a long period of time. But do they think there's going to be any sort of a window in the next two to three years? But if you move him, maybe you extend that window on the back end when you're thinking the prime for this for this roster, the core of it is going to be three to four years from now. And that fourth year, you obviously have Reynolds gone. So that's, that's really intriguing. I would lean just on the surface. It's tough because they've made an impact right away. But I would lean moving Reynolds. I would too. Plus he's a center fielder. So maybe by the time they're ready to win, he has to move to a corner anyway. He's a little bit older than he's not 25. He's 27. But that's that's certainly interesting. We'll pay attention to that. And obviously the trade deadline stuff will will impact some of how we feel about these teams. Astros mm-hmm. beat the Mets yesterday, who started to scuffle a little bit here. Joe, the Braves... The Braves Alvarez. Back. Alvarez is the big story there. I know. It off. So, Alvarez. so how serious is that? Do we know or that because that was I a watched weird it happen collision. live. What did you like, think? It was like he was out cold for like a, a good minute or two, like not conscious. Like he was on the ground, face down, not moving, and it looked it didn't look as bad and slow. Like Pena kind of caught him with the hand, like kind of right on the bridge of his nose. But I think as he was going down, he caught an elbow. So he, like he was out cold then, but then he got up and he's on his feet and he's arguing with Dusty Baker and the training staff to let him <laughs> stay in the game. And he's trying to stay no, in the game. Man. And they're like, dude, you cannot stay in this game. So I read some stuff. He might be back today. Like he's, no. he's only listed as day to day. And was he concussed? I mean, that's the question, right? That's the thing. He has to go through the protocols and, but he's, they were showing him on the broadcast. He's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Let me stay in. And obviously, uh, no dude, you've got to <laughs> yeah. get out. So I just yeah. watched it again. It's kind of a. I feel like Pena got the worst of it. It's kind well, of because like, Alvarez is about fifty well, pounds heavier and that. a foot yeah. taller than him. Like if there can right. be a glancing blow of a glove to the face, it's kind of a glancing blow of a glove to yeah. the face. But I mean, he definitely stayed down for a while. But I just watched it again. I'm not after rewatching it. I'm not as surprised to hear. Yeah, I could be back in the lineup as much as as soon right. as today. Hmm. Yeah, so keep. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a week or two either, just to be on the yeah, safe side. What, what do the Astros need these late June games for? Yeah, they don't. They're going to win their yeah. division. But yeah. it's not an injury, right? It's not like he hurt his shoulder or his knee. It's 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 a concussion right. type of thing. It's it's you know well, it's, it's a, a brain scare. injury. <laughs> yeah, right. But players come <laughs> back from those faster. I mean, maybe they shouldn't, but it's they true. do. Yeah, you have the gushing, you cleared, you come back, and yeah. usually you're you're good to go. Yes, the Astros yesterday win. 
Verlander was very good yesterday, lowered his ERA to 2.03. That We're going to talk about the MVP race later on. Um, but the other thing late last night, I, I did stay up to watch a little bit of it. Angels 4, White Sox 1. We mentioned the pitching matchup there was fun one. Otani's mm-hmm. on a run right now. I mean, that his uh-huh. performance on the mound. Well, it's funny, last year it felt like he was a dynamic offensive player who also pitched, and that made him the MVP. This year, it feels like he's a dynamic pitcher who also hits some home runs, and that makes him an MVP candidate. It's almost like he's two different Shohei Otanis last year versus this year, both impactful, but I think of him more as a pitcher this year. That's why I think I've watched him more, been impressed more. He was outrageous last night. What, 11 strikeouts? Yeah, 11 punch-outs last night. How much would uh, voters love that narrative? MVP last year, and this year he's more impressive with the arm? Mm Mm-hmm. And so give him the Cy Young this year. They would love it. Um, He's 14 to 1 right now. For the Cy. And that is the fifth favorite just ahead of uh, man, this Dylan Cease number. Without him pitching, it's all over the map. It went from 20 down to 14. Now it's back at 17. No one Strange. knows what to do with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, everyone else, everyone else keeps pitching well, right? McClanahan keeps pitching well. Verlander, Manoa. Uh, so it's. Yeah, it's tough to, to piece him in. Yeah, and, and offensively, he hasn't been bad. I mean, Otani this year, 17 homers, 855 OPS. But last year, yeah. we you know, last year he, what, had, what, over 30 home runs the All-Star break. His OPS was near 1,000. Like, he was a hitter last year, star hitter that pitched. This year, it's the opposite. In, in that game, we uh, said the storyline from a betting perspective was going to be on the K-props, and then they both go over, right? Otani was 6.5, Kopech mm-hmm. 5.5, and, yep. and Kopech punched out 6. So uh, both go over. White Sox do next to nothing offensively. And uh, you, you started to go there. Let's do it because uh, it was one of the games that we were on. Atlanta over Philly, Braves 21-6 and six this month. 21-5, I'm sorry, 21-5 in the month of June. And then we also talked about Miami and then we debated, well, do you go first five with the Marlins? Like, well, why even do that? Cause Alcantara's going to pitch deep and he had a complete game, three runs, only two of those earned 117 pitches. I've been saying it all year. Thank, thank the good Lord for Avi Garcia with a home run in the ninth to win it. <laughs> and all year. Thank the good oh, Lord. Oh, the turntables. <laughs> Jake and I like tried to tell you early in the season we were Avi Garcia guys. How did you see the moment last night where Don Mattingly went out in the ninth inning considering taking him out, and and Alcantara basically pointed him back to the dugout like I'm not coming <laughs> out of this game. You go back. It was great, and he finished it. Phenomenal. I just I don't know if it's going to happen. It probably won't. I keep waiting to, for the Marlins to 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 nudge their way into that mix. Right? There's eight teams for six spots in the NL. Doesn't it feel like if anyone else is going to push their way in, it's Miami? I don't. I think all the other teams in the NL are bad. Miami's the one. I don't think they're bad. Obviously, they're not good enough. I keep waiting. Yeah. I need them over 77 and a half. So this is wishful thinking on my part on the win total. They are seven out of the wild card. They're, they're four back of Philadelphia. Philadelphia sits at 39 and 37, three out. Then you have Miami. Miami's the next tier. It's like they're stuck in the middle. Yeah, I'm glad you you mentioned the over because this is a team you've been on since March. Yeah. So seven back, it's a good amount. It, it, Jazz just went on the IL yesterday too. I know, I know. With just back fitness, I just need 78 wins. Is this too much to ask out of Miami? What are they on pace for right now? About 76. Uh, well, 
Fangraphs has them at 78.4. Oh, there we go. And, but they also have their playoff chances at 3.6%. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yes. So they they can do both. They can hit your over on the win total, but also miss the postseason. Yeah, which is, which is probably the most likely uh, outcome here. All right, so a lot of fun baseball last night. And now we're waiting. We're going to do a lot of NBA today because a couple great guests. Uh, Joe, 6 p.m. tonight starts NBA free agency. We got a lot of opt-out decisions yesterday. Bradley mm-hmm. Beal opting out, James Harden opting out, but that seems like what a wink and a nudge that he's back on a long-term deal with the Sixers. But a trade yesterday that actually moved the market a little bit, which is Murray from the Spurs to the Atlanta Hawks for a decent amount of first-round picks, too. Like, they paid for him. So it sets up a young, Trey Young, Deontay Murray backcourt, which is interesting. The Hawks are interesting again. Eastern Conference gets even stronger. Mm-hmm. So when, when you look at that entire roster, and a big part of it has been health with Atlanta, uh, how they popped a couple of years ago. This past season, quite disappointing. But with Trey Young and Murray, you have a, a healthy Hunter and Collins. Capella grabbing 15 boards of night. Bogdanovich can go on fire. So can Herter from game to game. Red that, Velvet, Kevin Herter, yeah. Yeah, that that's some depth that, that you can get behind. Now, now which, which guy is going to control the action? So, I mean, this is still going to be Trey Young running the offense, right? I would think so, but Murray's a guy that's triple double machine, right? He he gets nine assists a game. I mean, he he they have two point guards basically now. I, I would imagine the ball's yeah. in Murray's hands more, but Hawks, uh, as I look at the odds, Eastern Conference odds at BetMGM, Hawks are twenty to one to win the East, sixth best odds. Uh, it's Celtics plus two seventy five, Bucks three to one, Nets plus three fifty, which okay, uh, Heat six to one, Sixers six to one. Hawks 20 to one. So they're the, uh, the first up after the first five. Remember when the NBA was trying to push that tanking's dead? Tanking is not. It For is. Spurs. Not. Spurs about to tank. Well, you could say they already have. Trade yeah. DeRozan, trade Murray. They traded Kawhi a few years back. Like what, what have they done? Why is Pop going to stay? Maybe he won't, but why would he? How old is Pop now? 106. <laughs> Pop 73 about to preside over a tank? No, 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 no. Have you have you read about this this guy that teams are going to start tanking for? By the way, San Antonio is not going to be the only one because they're saying this dude is the real deal. Is it next it's year's draft? Next year's draft. His name is Victor. I'll, mis- I'll mispronounce it. Wembayama. He plays in the Euro League. He's a 7-2 point forward is what they call them. Uh, so, some people that, that study up these prospects, some are saying he's the best prospect since Zion in 2019. Others are saying you have to go back to LeBron in 2000. Yeah, when I searched his name here, as you said it, the headline yeah. is best prospect since LeBron. Yeah. yeah. So we're just even though it's a sm- still a small chance, there are going to be a lot of teams that are tanking for, I mean, completely change the franchise potentially just to play devil's advocate and it's your yeah. answer it's euro or like a you know foreign player bias a little bit what sure. was darko i mean wasn't he i mean he was in lebron's draft but like i i i hated that pick at the time right well, yeah. me. i want to know over him questionable pick at the time but like was that was that an upside pick i guess that was an upside pick where this does not seem like it would be one 
the stuff I've read is the ceiling is non-existent. That's yeah. what people people are writing. Well, you know what? We've had some obviously good players come in the league, like uh, yes. you know, John Morant's a really good young player. We haven't had one that's come in that everyone says he's not X guy. Yeah, we Giannis really wasn't that. that guy. Was he? 14? No, he developed into it. Yeah. Right, but we haven't had the one like the one right. LeBron was the one, and it worked. It's maybe it's time. Maybe this is a once every twenty year thing. Maybe this is the kid. So I, I, you know, we'll see how it plays out over the next year. I think the last uh, number one pick was uh, Bargnani, right? From Italy, with the, Just, the, the Raptors. Yeah, outside the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Joe O. Joe G. We'll continue the NBA discussion with futures next on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.